Hey guys, it's Simi and this is Brustling Unlimited as it's Monday and that means tonight was Monday Night Raw. You know what I'm gonna do? These colors are blue back here. We ain't watching Smackdown tonight. No, no, no. But let's try and make these colors red. Let's see. Oh, that's all too too orange. But then that's the only thing I don't like about this. I can go. No, that's the, mm, that's the reddest we're gonna get. Like we can go there. That's the reddest we're gonna get. Mm, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it that much. Cause I thought about it before I went live, and I'm like, do I just go? Maybe if I change this accent color over here. Let me know in the live chat what color you want me to change this light to to match like Monday Night Raw colors. Cause I want to do like a scheme. We got Monday Night Raw colors. We got Impact colors. We got SmackDown colors. So what color do you think I should put this light here in the in the corner? This accent light in the corner. Let me know in the live chat what color you want me to switch it to, and we'll try it out. These are the colors that I can do. These are the colors that I can switch it to. Different reds, different oranges, greens, blues, purples, pinks, whatever. And we'll see what works. Like green? I don't think green fits for raw. No. It's also, I can turn it up still too. Ooh, that's a little too bright. But uh, red on red? No. You can't do black. A black light means it's off, Eddie. I had a feeling somebody was going to say black. Like, what's the darkest I can do? Um, That's the brightest. I mean, I have that. Oh, uh, this purple is probably like the darkest color I can do. That purple or that red turned all the way up, which more looks yellowish orange. Again, we got white. You blue just won't look right. It actually looks a little purple there. Purple, a bank of. So let me know what color you guys think I should do. It's not bad. The LED light, white light. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, Daniel. White light. Put it at like fifty percent brightness. Maybe even go down a little with it. We're good there. We'll go fifty. We'll go fifty. All red. But, and you almost don't even notice that the light's on. At that point, you might as well just turn it off. If you're going to go, oh, well, no, no, actually. Actually, hold on. You just gave me a good idea. Go yellow and turn it down. Put it more orange. No. Mm, red. Full brightness. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> We'll go back to white at 25%. I have another light coming that hopefully I can use really cool in a way. Starting maybe on the AEW stream, maybe on the Friday stream. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But we played around enough. We've got Monday Night Raw to talk about. Monday Night Raw was a pretty good show. The first half felt really long, and then the second half just flew right by. I don't know if anybody else felt the same way. I don't know if anybody else felt the same way about it, but... To me, it was like, <clears throat> we get like an hour and a half in, and I'm like, man, we're only an hour and a half in. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, this show's almost over. What the heck? So, regardless, I thought overall, tonight's Raw was pretty good. Uh, yeah. Nope, I'm going to put more color on me. Light a little bit. Just put a little more color bleeding over on me. Anyways, anyways, anyways. Uh, keep doing your stuff. Love your content as always. Well, thank you, Chris. But with that, again, like I said, overall, 
I thought Raw was pretty good. What is this? Hold on. Someone just sent me something that... Oh, never mind. Never mind. This is nothing. This is nothing for Raw. Okay. It's for NXT tomorrow, I believe. Yeah, that's for NXT tomorrow. Okay. But with that, guys, I want to say thank you if you are watching live, twitch.tv forward slash PW Unlimited, or if you're watching later or live on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited, or if you're listening later on podcast services all around the globe, like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, if you are watching live on Twitch, you can help us out a couple of different ways. You can either help us out by hitting that uh, donate button down below or by donating Twitch bits in the live chat. Also, remember, you can help us out by subscribing to the channel one of two different ways. You can subscribe with a tiered subscription, or you can subscribe with Amazon Prime. Because remember, if you have Amazon Prime, then you have Prime Gaming. Prime Gaming gives you a lot of cool things like free games, free stuff for games, and one free subscription to any Twitch channel you want to subscribe to throughout the month. And I'd greatly appreciate it if you did right here, right here, right here, right here, Pro Wrestling Unlimited. Also, remember, you can become a channel member over on YouTube to support over there as well. Just hit that join button and you will be subscribed. Finally, head over to the Epic Game Store. Head over to the Epic Game Store and buy something. Whether you're buying a new game like Dead Island 2, Crime Boss, Rock A City, or Star Wars Jedi Survivor that I already have pre-ordered, and use the code right here, PWUnlimited. Whether you're getting the free games like Second Extinction or Murata, well, you're getting bucks for Rocket League Fortnite Fall Guys. Again, use code P-W-U-N-L-I-M-I-T-E-D at checkout, and you will be supporting us at no extra cost. Also, no Luke today. He's come down with a cold, so hopefully Luke feels better by Wednesday for AEW Dynamite. I had a feeling somebody might ask eventually. So, yeah, Luke's under the weather, so he took the night off. As far as Raw does go, we actually learned 30 minutes or so before Raw goes on the air of the first match for Backlash. The first match officially announced for Backlash is a six-man tag team match that will see the undisputed tag team champions in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn team up with Matt Riddle to take on the Usos and Solo Sokoa. That's cool to see that that match that we all basically knew was going to happen is officially happening and it's the first official match for um that's what i'm looking for for backlash the raw does kick off and we got the bloodline minus roman it's jimmy it's jay it's solo and it's even the wise man paul Heyman. so they make their way out they do their normal stuff nothing new really here and then out comes the Judgment Day, and I'm like, "Whoa, all right, this is different. This is this is something different." I will say for sure. The Judgment Day comes out, and Damian Priest kind of got in Solo's face for dramatic effect, but everything is fine because Priest shook hands with Heyman and then backed off. Heyman said that it was a great day to be a bad guy. Heyman said a deal was struck and approved by one Roman Reigns. Jay. Uh, Uso told Heyman that he didn't know what he's referring to. So, uh, Roman out here making deals for the bloodline and not telling the bloodline. Excuse me. Heyman said that Reigns wanted the Usos to 
be caught off guard by the enormity of this situation. Heyman acknowledged that even Finn Balor was a, wasn't a big fan of this arrangement, but he wasn't a fan of the bloodline, but he was putting his differences aside in the name of villainy. He's like, hey, we all got to work together against these baby faces, basically. Um, Rhea was then staring a hole through Solo Sokoa, so Heyman asked Jay to switch spots with him. He did, but Ripley also moved so she can remain face-to-face with Solo. Pretty funny. Heyman asked her if everything was okay, and she said, for now. Heyman mentioned they had all various problems with Bad Bunny and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle, so he announced that Owens... Zane and Riddle will be facing the Judgment Day for the first time ever tonight in the main event, while, well, Solo will be taking on a main eventer in Rey Mysterio. Heyman then apologized to Dominic that he would have to be near his despicable human of a father coming up next, and out would come Rey. We did have a 12-and-a-half-minute match. It was Solo Sokoa versus Rey Mysterio. I liked this match. I thought this match was really, really good. Not the best match of the night. We'll get into that. But I thought this match was really good. Sokoa controlled the first few minutes of the match until Ray dumped them both to the outside, and we go to break. Sokoa took control again during the break, but Ray eventually came back and avoided a running hip attack. Ray used a seated senton and a drop kick, but Sokoa hit a Samoan drop for a two. Ray then hit a 619 and a springboard splash for a near fall. The crowd really wanted Ray to win. Ray set up for another 619, but stopped upon seeing the Usos march back down the ramp. Then the LWO would come out and the crowd uh, through the crowd and cut them off. Ray then fended off Solo's offense and hit yet another 619. The crowd got on their feet as Ray went to the top rope, but he did miss a splash, and Sokoa hit a Simone spike for a pinfall victory. So Solo does defeat Ray. Uh, the Bloodline easily laid out the LWO after this. It was three on four. Sokoa then assisted Jimmy and Jay in giving Ray a 1D in the Bloodline. They posed in success. Which, this all leads to more stuff later on at the end of the show. No, I wasn't trying to do a dab. <laughs> so, the Alpha Academy and Maxine Dupree were in the back earlier today with Adam Pierce. Chad Gable told Pierce that if one of Alpha Academy got drafted. The other should automatically go together. Dupree said that this was about branding. And she asked Pierce who she'd rather see as the face of Raw or SmackDown. Chaz or Otis. Gable and Dupree shushed each other. This was actually kind of funny. Every time he would be like, hey, shush. And then she'd go, shush, 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 shush. Like, it, it, it was kind of funny. And then finally, Damien, or, uh, not Damian Priest. Adam Pierce told him to stop and get out of his office. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh-oh, uh-oh. That's not good. The microphone's falling out of control. Give me one. Give me one second to fix this, guys. This ain't good. All right. Hopefully this will suffice for now and I can fix it better once we're done with the show. 
Notice? It's still moving too much. Notice my mic was moving around a little more than it should have. It was actually falling out of its hole. There we go. That should... No. Crap. Got it, and then I moved it, and then I shouldn't have. All right, give me, give me one more second, guys. Technical difficulties. All right, I'm just going to stick it like this and not mess with it. Hopefully this stays. Okay. Hopefully this stays, then I tighten it up and fix it later. Um, We then got the word that Bad Bunny will be on Raw next week in Chicago, Illinois. And then instead of saying when the draft actually is, Kevin Patrick more than once tonight was like, oh, the draft will take place one week from this Friday. Instead of saying on April 28th. Then we had a non-title match. It was Bianca Belair, the Raw Women's Champion against Dakota Kai. Kind of like a preview. Kind of like a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A warm-up match for Bianca before she actually defends the title against Io. Belair was in control early until Kai avoided a charge and a kick, which got her a two. Excuse me, and then she sent her into the ring post. After a commercial break, Patrick said that this was an impressive performance so far by Kai, but we didn't see any of it during the commercial break, unfortunately. Belair then came right back with a blockbuster, shoulder tackle, and a drop kick, a vertical suplex, and a delayed vertical suplex, and a standing moonsault. All of that, again, Blockbuster, shoulder tackles, drop kick, vertical suplex, delayed vertical suplex, sending moonsault, and then got a two off of it. Kai kicks out. Bianca looks up and just goes, wow. Like, I did all that, and this broad still kicks out? I thought the same thing. Kai then came back with a running corner kick, but Belair avoided a move off the top and hit a backbreaker. Kai twice countered the KOD and drove Belair in the middle turnbuckle. However, Belair avoided another comeback and hit a KOD, because of death, to pick up the victory. So there we go. Bianca does win. And interestingly, Bailey and Io never once, never once that I saw, tried to get involved. Maybe I missed something, but I never once saw them try to actually get involved. We didn't get, um, we'd see that Cody's backstage. And they basically tell us Cody's coming up very, very, very soon. Like next, but not quite next. There was then a Bronson Reed video. He called himself Mr. Nice Guy. So he's a heel that thinks he's cool and nice, but knows he's really not all that nice. Judgment Day's in the back. They spoke about Bad Bunny returning next week. Priests hope that Bad Bunny has learned his lesson and leaves his bad attitude at home, or he's going to have to drop him again. Dom then told Priest that he didn't need Bad Bunny as a friend anyways. Heyman then showed up and asked them what they thought about the Bloodline's performance earlier today. Finn goes, eh. Heyman didn't really seem to like it all that much. I loved it. Finn's just like, 
eh. Friesland told Heyman that they would handle their business, and Ripley told Paul to leave, so he did. Heyman ain't dumb. He's scared of Rhea just like all the, uh, all the rest of us. But you know what was dumb? WWE trying to play us like fools. WWE trying to think that just because we don't live in different parts of the country, we don't follow the, uh, the, uh, the live event scene for the weekend. We all know that Cody worked six-man tags all weekend and got physical and did things. But no, they want us to think that Cody hasn't had a match or done anything physical since he got beat up by Brock. This is stupid AF. So Rhodes comes out to a strong reaction from the crowd. He says, what do you want to talk about? And he's dressed to wrestle, not in a suit. He's got like a cutoff hoodie on and his uh, wrestling pants. He's, he's in gear, ready to go. Rose was fired up and just was like, Brock, let's do this. And instead, he got Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce came out and was like, Cody, you know you're not medically cleared. What are you doing? You can't be out here right now. You can't do this. You know you're not medically cleared for this. And I'm like, hold the phone there, Joey. You can't be doing this. Hyping up Brock and Cody are in the same building. You've been hyping this up for an hour and a half. Brock and Cody are in the same building. What's going to happen when, when they come to the ring? Like, huh? Plus, this was the same thing they did over the weekend, basically. So on both live events, Cody would come out at the start of the show on Saturday and Sunday and go, eh, unfortunately, I'm not cleared to compete. Then out would come Imperium. Imperium would try to take him down three on one. He would then get saved by Kevin Owens and Matt Riddle. And then the main event of both of those shows ended up being Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens, and Cody Rhodes against Imperium. Where Cody did get physical and do things. But they want to play us dumb and try to tell us that Cody hasn't done anything physical since the Raw after WrestleMania. Which we know ain't true. Cody worked the weekend. So, so who are you trying to play dumb? Who are you trying to play dumb, WWE? Not this guy. Not, not, not me. I follow the live events over the weekends. I know what happened. I know what went down. Cody was working. Cody was giving people suplexes. Delayed vertical suplexes at that. Just saying. Yet, Adam Pearson going to let him come out here and do anything? Bullshit. So we think Cody listens to Pierce and he starts to leave. He barely takes two steps off the steps and says, screw this. And he grabs a steel chair, jumps back in the ring. And Anna Pierce is like, Cody, don't do this. You know, you shouldn't be doing this. You're not clear. Da da da. And Cody's like, come on, Brock, come on, Brock. And Anna Pierce is like, you can either leave on your own or I'll make you leave. And he ends up bringing out a bunch of security crowds chanting. We want Brock. Um, security surrounds Cody in the ring and eventually Cody just takes out security just beats up these five guys with a steel chair crowd's chanting for Cody losing their stuff and all of a sudden out comes Brock Brock looking like the outlaw Jeff Jarrett. He's got the cowboy hat on and the long black trench coat. What the, what the, what the? You looking like a mix of the outlaw Jeff Jarrett and Trish Stratus from 20 minutes later. 
Brock comes out and he walks down the ramp and he looks up at Cody and just laughs. And basically Pierce is like, all right, Cody, stop, stop. If you want Brock, you can have Brock. May 6th, Puerto Rico, backlash. The match is official. I'll make it right now. Brock never says a word. Never says a word. And Cody's like, all right, cool. I got what I wanted. And he puts the chair down and whatnot. And Brock just laughs and leaves. And that was it. Cody then grabs the mic. And he's like, oh, uh, Brock, you, you think you're a cowboy? I grew up with cowboys and you aren't no cowboy. You're nothing more than a coward. So, yeah. Brock ain't fully gone yet. He's up at the top of the ramp. So, Cody jumps out of the ring, runs at Brock, lunges. About five, six guys grab Cody out of midair. Cody knocks down every single one of them. Rhodes says that he spat out plenty of platitudes about Brock Lesnar last week. And then this is when he does the whole, you're not a cowboy, you're a, you're a coward line. Oh, this is really good. I liked it. Except for the fact that they played us dumb. It made us think that Cody wasn't working all weekend. Because again, let's recap what happened on Saturday and Sunday. Cody would open up the live event. And Cody would go in his suit. Hey, hey, guys, unfortunately, I'm not cleared to compete, but I'm still out here for you. And then Imperium would come out, and they tried to beat him up three-on-one. And then Kevin Owens and Riddle would make the save, and then that would set up the six-man main event for the live event, where Cody would work and get physical. So, just saying. Um, Lesnar was then shown leaving the building. I think it was after the break. Then we had... A really, really good 12-minute match. Who would have thunk The Miz and Seth Rollins had the best match of the night, which was actually one of the better matches we've seen on WWE television since WrestleMania, probably. This match was really good. Like, I'm not one to use this word much. I ain't one of them millennial kids and whatnot, but these two had a banger. As they say, a banger. Um, Kivish says, do you go to live events? When they come to town, yes, I do. Or was that the last one when they were here? <clears throat> so, the whole story right now with The Miz is that no one's taking him serious. And that people just think they can steamroll over him, and he's a joke, and this and that. And so Seth's making his way down to the ring, and the crowd's chanting his music, you know, oh, oh, and Seth's just goofing around, dancing like that. And then all of a sudden, he takes a step up the ramp and boom, Miz blindsides him at ringside. Miz just takes him out and beats his ass all the right, all the way around the ring. Rollins fought back, and a trio with a trio of suicide dives. Match eventually starts. Miz shoved Rollins off the barricade, and uh, Rollins' face hit the timekeeper's table. After a commercial break, Rollins mounted a comeback as the crowd sang his song some more. Uh, even more interesting, the crowd continually sang his song throughout the match, except for at one point when they stopped to chant, This is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, at one point, Rollins climbed the turnbuckles, and The Miz brought him down from the middle rope with a code breaker. The crowd then chanted, Tiny balls, tiny balls, as Miz did the it kicks. Rollins then went for a frog splash. 
But Miz actually got his knees up and applied a small package right out of it. Really cool transition here. They traded counters until Miz drove the knees through Rollins. And Miz applied a figure four, but Rollins did get to the ropes to break the hole. Rollins followed this up with consecutive forearms, but Miz avoided a stomp and kicked the leg out from under the, um, Rollins. Miz then followed this up with consecutive DDTs without letting go for a near fall. The crowd then chanted, this is awesome, yet again. They then battled for position on the top rope until Rollins hit a superplex into a falcon arrow, followed it up with a curb stomp, and picked up the victory. So there we go. Rollins does win, but boy, was this one of the best wins. Oh, man. Was this one of the best Miz matches we've seen in a very long time? Like, Miz looked great here. And maybe it was all Rollins making him look great, but Miz looked awesome. So, yeah. Again, I don't know if it was Seth making Miz look good, but Miz came off really, really well in this match. So then we get a weird segment backstage. It's Owens, Zayn, and Riddle. And Zayn said that Riddle had an idea and he wanted them to hear him out. And Kevin Owens is like, ah, you, you don't need to do any, any thinking. Just follow what we do. And Sammy's like, huh? No, listen, hear him out. And Kevin kind of gives Sammy a look like, hey, oh, we, we, we got this. And Riddle's idea was ridiculous and Owens was annoyed by it. And then Riddle told, nah, I'm just kidding. Instead, we need to be serious. I know how serious the bloodline is. They took out Randy, and they tried to take me, and did take me out for a while as well, and now I want my revenge. And tonight, I'm not going to go out there and just joke around. And then Backlash, I'm also not going to go out there and joke around. We're going to do things right, and we're going to take out the bloodline. And, like, Riddle cut a very good promo. Riddle said that the bloodline took out his best friend, took his title, and tried to take his career. It made him so happy to see Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn win them titles and take them from the Usos. Riddle said he's not here to joke around and not to be an idiot. Instead, he's here tonight and will be coming into Backlash to kick some ass. Riddle left, and Owens is like, huh, okay, maybe, maybe we should have listened to him. And Zayn was kind of happy. He was like, yeah, see, we're all on the same page. So then we had a 12-minute match that ended in a DQ. It was Bobby Lashley against the United States champion, Austin Theory. Match went about a minute or two and then went to commercial break. After the break, Lashley tried to go for the hurt lock, but Theory bit him and chucked him into the ring post. Things kind of slowed down to a crawl as uh, Theory remained in control until Lashley dodged a charge and Theory went right into the ring post. Lashley followed this up with a clothesline, spine buster, and a shoulder tackle in the corner. They continued at each other and tried to do each other's finishers and tried to do their own finishers, and then Lashley hit a dominator but only got a two off of it. Lashley then went and set up for a spear, but uh, Theory rolled to the apron. Theory tried a rolling dropkick, but Lashley caught him and applied the hurt lock. This is when Bronson Reed would run down and jump in and interfere in the match. He splashed Lashley in the corner, causing the disqualification. Reed then squished Lashley in the ring post and shoved him into the ring. Lashley tried to put the hurt lock on one um, Bronson Reed, but he was struggling to get it on, and then eventually Theory drop-kicked him in the back of the head. Reed then gave Lashley a big old Simone drop and a tsunami before the segment ended, and he left. So, yeah. I don't know where this is leading to, but maybe a triple threat for the U.S. title. Theory, Lashley, Re Bronson Reed. I'm all for it. Even that in Puerto Rico. So then Trish comes out. 
looking all kinds as much as she can. 2001. She's got just the small bra top on. She's got a black cowboy hat, black trench coat. No, well, she has sleeves this time. She'd have sleeves back in the day. And Trish cut a good promo-ish. Like, they didn't just give her some stupid reason for turning heel. I actually liked the reason. But there was two very, very glaring things that happened here that just didn't make this as good as it could have been. A, the fake piped-in booze. And B, just trying not to smile and seem proud of herself. Like, huh, I'm a heel now. I can have some fun the whole time. Like, she was fighting back a smile so hard. Trish said the women's division become a joke. Especially ever since, well, she tried to single-handedly change everything and did at one point, and now she gets no recognition for it. She brought credibility to a non-existent division. Everyone always says, it's Trish and Lita, Trish and Lita. No, it's not Trish and Lita. It's all her, and Lita was just along for the ride. She said she was the woman's division. She was the trailblazer, the first woman to main event Monday Night Raw, and the first woman to make people give a crap about the woman's division. She said the woman's revolution doesn't happen without her. Instead of chanting, this is awesome, during a WrestleMania match between Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte, they should have been chanting, thank you, Trish. Trish said all she ever hears about is the four horse ladies. She said ladies, not women. Four horse or gals or she said something. She didn't say it right. She's like four horse ladies. They should be thanking me, not them. She said, Becky, would have you believe that the revolution started with her? But that's the joke. Stratus was content to let Lynch enjoy her own hype, but then Stratus returned and Lynch never thanked her. Never thanked her for opening all those doors for her today. Stratus said she's nobody's sidekick. Like Lita, who was super happy to dance down the aisle at WrestleMania as yet Becky's sidekick. Stratus then bluntly admitted, oh, and if you guys couldn't tell, if you guys didn't realize it and know, yeah, I'm the one that attacked Lita last week. You know, a lot of you guys are dumb and can't really put two and two together. But yeah, I attacked Lita last week. Stratus said that she wanted her out of the picture because she wants it crystal clear that the person to screw Lynch out of the titles was her. Stratus also insulted Lynch's accent. Stratus said, quote, I'm not a nostalgia act. I'm not your childhood fantasy. And I'm sure as hell that I am nobody's sidekick. I'm the greatest of all time. And I'm the single most important figure in the history of WWE. And I'm here to ensure none of you forget it. She then mic dropped and walked off. Also, cool. She brought back the belt buckle. 100% satisfaction guaranteed. But, like, the promo and the reasoning, I actually like the reasoning for why Trish turned on Becky. I liked it. But I didn't like that they faked the booze, like, the, the piped in. Because they could have still piped in fake booze and it would have been okay if they didn't make them so overly loud. And then the whole time Trish is over here, I'm not a nostalgia act. And she's like trying not to smile. Like you'll see her like start to go. And I'm not your childhood fantasy. You know, she did a good job. But yeah, Trish did a good job. Not a great job, but not bad overall. Not bad overall. 
Kathy Kelly was then in the back and asked Rhodes if he was satisfied with getting the match made official for Backlash with he and Lesnar. Rhodes says he was ecstatic, but also confused. Rhodes wondered if he was in a minor universe where he lost at WrestleMania and wasn't standing there as the champion. In what universe is he the one that's getting held back by 20 security guards instead of Brock Lesnar? Rhodes said that he would apologize to Pierce and knew there would be repercussions. Rhodes said that the only way to get through this was to smash his way through and smash the beast. Rhodes said that he has backed Lesnar into a corner, and the only way out of the corner was for Lesnar to win. And after everything Rhodes has been through, he can't allow that. I like this. Cody got a really good promo here. Cody was really good tonight. I will say that for sure. So now it would come Raquel Rodriguez and Liv Morgan. They wanted to watch the next match. It was Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville, who they called the Complaint Committee, at least on commentary. They took on Michin Mia Yim and Candice LeRae in a three-minute match. Basically, it was just, hey, so Chelsea and Sonya are getting a tag title shot on Friday, so we want to see them on Monday. And the champs are here to watch and eventually get involved. Also, interestingly, Nikki Cross appeared in the crowd to distract Candice, allowing the heels to take control. Meechin tagged in and eventually gave Deville a code red, but Green broke up the pin. Green dropped Larray on the apron before making a blind tag. Meechin didn't notice, and Green gave her an unprettier for the pinfall victory. Very effective win. Give these two a big win. Maybe not a big win, but a good-looking win. Decisive win going into the tag title match. So it's not just like, eh, two random women that can't ever win matches. No, give them a win. Going in to Friday. So then it turns comedy. Kinda. So after, well, no, no, never mind, never mind. I'm thinking of something different. So then after the match, they go over to the tag champs and they grab drinks and they throw them in their face. More live than Raquel. They then run off. Liv and Raquel tried to run after them. The referees stop them and they're like, no, 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 don't do anything right now. So yeah, there we go. Then we got a comedy segment about the draft where they're really pushing that the Street Profits can get split up. So they're talking they're like, yeah, anybody can be drafted and you can go to Raw and you can go to SmackDown. And Baron Corbin walks up and puts his hand over both Street Profits and goes, bah, hits him in the chest and goes, and tag teams can be split up as well. And like Ford and Dawkins look at each other and like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, um, yeah. So, uh, we need to go talk to Adam about something. Uh, let's go, Adam, hey, Adam, Adam. And Elias is like, now, Boogs, I know you're worried because I'm going to go first, but whatever brand takes me first, I'm going to put a really good word in for you to see and hope that you can come with me. Zawa then walks up and was like, Boogs, big star. Yeah, all right. Go, Elias. Yeah, you're just you. And they walk off. Corbin then walks up and he laughs with Tazawa and he's like, yeah, hey, what's up? And Tazawa's like, nobody wants you. Laughs and walks off, and Corbin goes, Ah, this again. Oh, yeah. Usos got a quick promo. Hyping up their big match coming up at Backlash before our main event that went 12 and a half minutes. The six-man tag, Matt Riddle and the tag team champions, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, against Judgment Day's Finn Balor, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. So Owens and Balor started off the match with a chop fest. Ref was distracted, and Ripley turned Owens inside out with the clothesline outside of the ring. Ripley quickly tagged in and ran wild on the heels. 
gave Balor an Exploder, a Senton, and a Fisherman Suplex for a two. Riddle was about to wipe out Balor and Dom with a huge dive, but Priest chokeslammed him off the apron. Um, Priest and Balor continued to work over Riddle. Dom set up for a vertical suplex, but Ripley easily countered into a, uh, a Riddle countered into a German suplex. Zayn then made the hot tag and gave Dom a clothesline and a back body drop before dumping Balor and Priest both from the ring. Zayn then wanted to try a dive, but Dom cut him off, so Zayn gave him a sunset flip powerbomb. Dom's head kind of bounced off the mat kind of hard. Hopefully he's okay. Zayn then went up to the top again, but Ripley crotched him off the top rope. Dom then hit a frog splash, but Owens broke up the cover, and everybody started trading big moves. Zayn went for a dive, and Ripley grabbed his leg, so the ref tossed her out. She was out of here. Dom then put Zayn in a schoolboy for a two, and Zayn followed this up with a blue thunder bomb for another two. Owens tagged in and went for the uh, senton bomb, but Dom got his knees up. Balor tagged in and hit a shotgun dropkick, but Owens dodged a coup de gras. Owens gave out a stunner to both Balor and Priest before Zayn gave Balor a haluva kick. Zayn then tagged in Riddle, who we saw hit Balor with a floating bro and pick up the pinfall victory. I thoroughly enjoyed this match. I thought this was a really, really, really good tag team six-man main event. I liked it a lot. I thoroughly enjoyed it. So then after the match, the bloodline run out. And they were quickly followed by the LWO. A huge big old brawl broke out. And it's like we used to say back in the day with AEW. Oh, gang warfare. Just a bunch of people fighting each other. Gang warfare. Santos Escobar at one point held down Dom and Ray hit him with a 619. While Owens dropped Priest on the announce desk. On top of one of the monitors that he didn't clear off. Baby faces and stood tall. Excuse me. As Kevin Patrick said that the deal backfired on the bloodline. Baby faces stood tall. There we go. That, ladies and gentlemen, was Monday Night Hurrah. I thought overall, a really, really good show. With that, now you know what I thought. Now it's time to hear what you guys thought of tonight's Raw. Check out the polls. Ooh, did I ever do the Twitch poll? I forgot to do the Twitch poll. Twitch poll's up now. We'll let it go for a minute. I thought I clicked it. It never went. So we'll let that run, and we'll check everything else here momentarily. Let's refresh all these other polls. As far as the Twitter poll does go, 64% liked the show. 23% thought it was just all right. And 10% did not like it. As far as the YouTube community poll does go, 70% liked it. 21% thought it was just all right. And 8% did not like it. Pretty close to the same. Some of the comments here. Um, great episode. I did a 10. First says, love the brawl at the end. This person says, I liked it. I love the end. Um, and this person says, mid. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to read the rest of that comment because it's ir irrelevant. As far as the YouTube live poll does go, let's end that really quickly. 76% uh, liked the show. 19% thought it was just all right. And 4% did not like it. Looking over here at the YouTube or the Twitch poll, 100% liked the show. Really cool to see. 
But that, guys, that's going to wrap everything up. I want to say thank you for joining me here. Twitch.tv forward slash PWUnlimited. YouTube.com forward slash Pro Wrestling Unlimited. And podcast services all around the globe like Stitcher, Spotify, Google Pod, Apple Pod, Anchor, iHeartRadio, and so much more. Remember, we will be back live Wednesday evening for AEW Dynamite. So have a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. Have a good one, guys.